Welcome to the Rogue and Learning Podcast, where we talk about unlearning beliefs that no longer serve us and much more. We are your host, Aisha, aka Shante, and Ejiru, aka Ejiru. Join us bi-weekly for a new episode. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Rogue Unlearning. Also, if you listen on Apple Podcasts, hey, don't forget to leave us a five-star rating. Wink, wink. Season 3, Episode 2 Boundaries and Relationships. Hello. Hi, everyone. Adrian, Hi, please. everyone. What's what's don't we're not running a soft pop podcast <laughs> you can like to explicitly use your nigerian voice stop using your bedroom voice yeah See, guys don't mind aisha i'm having uh allergies i don't know what's in the air i rebuke allergies is... in your life <laughs> my throat feels it will very... disappear by fire by thunder <laughs> my... it's a sunday i'm in the spirit my... <laughs> my throat feels very uh very scratchy and my nose I don't know. My nose too is itchy, and I cannot. Uh, I cannot take an allergy med now because the allergy meds I have are extra strong, which means they make me drowsy. And last night, because I was so tired and unable to sleep, I took like a kind of like a sleeping pill, and it's still in my system. And I, I feel like if I take the allergy med, it will just knock me out till tomorrow, and there are things to be done. So. <clears throat> So all um, this story, all this story is to say that you continue to give us bedroom no, voice. No, it's to say that eh? I will try. Is that what you're categorically no, saying? Okay. No, no. Right now, I'm not giving bedroom voice now. Just now, all the <laughs> sentences before that, I could barely hear. Yeah, I don't do girls though. Sorry. Don't, they will try me. <laughs> Hello, guys. Did you miss us? <laughs> we missed we you. We missed you. We missed you. And now we are back. Uh, Aisha, I want to give them the public service announcements. Yes, everyone. Public service announcements, a.k.a. Shante, has decreed and declared that if you're not following us on social media platforms, especially on Instagram and Twitter, you're missing out though. Because we've actually been doing, we've been doing a lot of revamp. We started a uh, Q&A um thing on our instagram stories every wednesdays like how how do you know your history you know do you know some security tips yeah just Thursdays based on well. our past episodes and even current and future so yeah. please 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 if you aren't follow us on instagram and twitter and like our facebook page it's all rogue on learning or at rogue on learning depending on twitter instagram facebook um we want to we really want to hear from you all. Like, so if you have questions, feel free to ask us anything. Anything could be relating, could be related to a previous episode or, you know, this current episode you are listening to. Send us an email on contact at rogueonlearning.com or slide into our Instagram or Twitter DMs 
ask us your questions if you have any ideas on topics you want us to cover um and you could literally be the lucky person that gets your question featured in our next episode at the beginning of the episode so what would happen in, in subsequent episodes we will take um all of the questions we'll take some questions and we'll address them at the beginning of the episode uh this is something new we want to try and you know we hope that you would uh, you know, join us, engage us, comment, like, leave feedback. Please, oh, leave engage. comments. Engage. Engage. We want to Let us know if we're doing a terrible job because if you, if you don't tell us what you like or you don't like, we wouldn't know how to improve, right? So tell us, are we doing a good job? Is that, are there things we could do better? Is there something you want us to talk about? Are there questions you have that are relating to your personal life based on an episode you've heard before or anything in general that you would like to get our feedback on? Even if it's not a question and you just want to share a story like your experience and, you know, we can, sh- we can read your story out loud and just keep you anonymous. And, you know, yeah. And finally, please, on all podcast platforms, like you, your preferred podcast platform, like and subscribe. Leave a comment. Share, share, if you're share on to Apple your podcast. Share to your stories. Like, comment. Um, This helps us improve. This helps us, you know, increase our visibility. Um, Support us. Thank you so much. So that's all for the public service announcement. Um, So now for a little bit of, you know, a little chit chat. Uh, Aisha, anything interesting happened recently? Honestly, no. Like, I feel like these days I'm just grateful for the little things. Of, like, you remember how yesterday we almost got hit by, mm. by one T bone by one car? So just I'm just grateful for life, know, right? you know? Grateful for, you know, spending time with friends, oh, you know, in it was little such a intimate gathering, celebrating life. It. it just really celebrating success. Just be around, like, that's how you know you're getting people, old. Like those little quiet, things become the big thing. Just eat good food, uh, have know, some good laughs. Oh, Jeez, yeah. talk about goals. You know, aspire yeah. to things. You know, know, like buying a house, buying a car. You know, there's you know something around people that are like that. So you just get for the little things. Yeah, so that's interesting enough for me. It's That's how you know you're getting old. <laughs> <laughs> Older. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so what has been going on with you? Not much. I'm just mostly tired. Are you burned out? I th- yeah, I think I'm I'm feeling burned out. And so I'm, I'm trying to push through until my vacation, which is at the end of the month. But honestly, every day is a struggle. Like just getting up and going to work. I'm just, so I'm, I'm trying to power through the last, um, the last, weeks. I think about two weeks and then yeah. I'll be on vacation. So every day I'm telling myself one step closer to vacation. One step closer I can't to vacation. Wait, man. One step closer to vacation. But how 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 are we sure that we'll not come out from vacation? Like we'll think you're refreshed and then work zaps out every single energy well, and then it's you the, go back to be like I'm looking for the, the next vacation. Rat race, isn't it? It's the rat race. Right. It's just yeah. So me I can't I can't wait till I retire. Yeah, so the other thing that happened was um a couple of weeks ago on tech Twitter, especially security tech Twitter, um, someone had posted, a lady had posted, I believe, a picture of herself in a bikini. I can't remember what the post was about, but it was just something about, you know, summer, having fun, something like that. And she got a lot of flack for it, especially from men within this space, talking about, oh, I'm unfollowing you, I'm here for, I'm here for tech um, stuff, I'm not here for all of this. Someone said something about this is why women shouldn't be in STEM. Just stupid, stupid comments, right? 
And what I loved about it was women in tech like rallied around her and everybody started posting pictures of themselves in bikini. And so like hashtag tech in bikini in tech or something, something silly. <laughs> it was bikini so good. Tech, like, like even the if they weren't just wearing like full bikini, like they weren't just wearing the bikini, they, they would wear the bikini on like, on like uh, their regular outfit and take a picture or they could lay the <laughs> bikini out on the floor and take a picture yeah. and just post it like, oh, bikini, oh, mine is pink, oh, mine is this, mine is that, oh, mine glitters, you know, and so just so much fun. And, and and I loved it. I loved it for women in the tech space because as a woman in the tech space, I know how that can be. I know how a lot of men within the community can look down at us like we are brain dead. Or we're really, just, yeah, we're really good. It's just like how they say, oh, it's women in tech look a certain way, you know, nerdy, baggy shorts, glasses. You know, we shouldn't. Women start true. to feel that's like they want myth. to look pretty. Then that means we're not intelligent or something. And I don't understand why you think as a human being, we're not allowed to have, we're not, we're not multifaceted, right? I can be in tech, but, you know, I love beauty products. I love getting my hair did. You know, I have a family I'm very proud of. So don't tell me that because I'm in tech, I'm going to follow me because of my tech content. I'm not allowed to show other sides of myself. If you don't like it, can you unfollow and move on with your life? You don't need to announce it. You don't need to tell me what I can or cannot do on my social media page. Take exit stage left. That's also something I, I wanted to talk about. Like, I don't get the, I don't get when people do this. And not just in the tech space; they do it everywhere. Regular social media. Someone posts some, someone you follow posts something you don't like, or starts to post things that maybe you do not, you no longer relate to, and you are in your head, you are like, oh, this person is no longer for me. Why not just hit unfollow and just unfollow the person? But no, they have to announce it because you have to know that you're losing a follower. Like you are so important yes, in the because the price of, of Gary has reduced because that important person. Then they would send you a you. long message of, Oh, how could you do this? I thought you were this, yada yada, you have lost the follower today. I'm like, okay, so should I clap for you? You want to stand people in the media important important. They always do. Especially in random do. people's lives. Random like, like people that you never so even met. I don't even know you. And you're saying, oh, I'm, I'm following. Okay, good. Do you, what do you want? A Grammy? Like, <laughs> what exactly? What, what do you want? Yeah. Anyways, that's, that's for that. Um, so Aisha, uh, would you like to tell the people what this episode is about? Yes, y'all. We're talking about boundaries today. Boundaries as it affects our everyday life, uh, in relationships. Um, and you know, a lot of the content we'll be talking about today, um, you know, we we got from this book. Like, we highly recommend that you get this book on Amazon or Book Depository, wherever you get your books from. Uh, audio book. It's called Set Boundaries, Find Peace. It's a book by Nedra Glover Tawab, and I really hope I'm not butchering her name. Um, she's a therapist, and she has this amazing book. Like, where we will only we will literally be scratching the surface, and not even going to the depth of what is possible. Um, and the effects of boundaries that we, it's it, it's literally all around us in our everyday lives, in our relationships, our work, in our friendships with our family. Like, you will be surprised at how much of us of ourselves we lose because we don't set boundaries and please bear in mind that you know rogue on learning when we started this podcast we started this podcast because i myself and adrian wanted to share with you all you know 
our journey, our growth, the things we've learned, and we felt like, you know, some of the things that don't even serve us, that some people might learn from our mistakes so that they don't make the same mistakes. Some people can learn from our experience and get one or two things. When we talk about, you know, when, we, when the things we talk about today, when especially as it relates to boundaries, don't forever think that we have it all figured out a hundred percent. Like when I remember when I was reading this book, I was just like, Whoa, this babe was snatching all my edges. Like all the things that I thought were not a big deal. You still deal. have hair. I don't have okay. hair again. I'm bound in the front. Sure, oh yes, the way you I was wearing wig. <laughs> I wore wig too. Exactly. Like, there's no, there's no hair again. Babe, like you just realize that there's so many, so many things you let down. Like even for us as individuals, we're still learning, we're still growing. So don't think that we have our our lives is all figured out. We know we figured out how to set boundaries in healthy boundaries. You know, by the way, healthy boundaries in magnificent way, and we are just talking from a place of authority. No. We don't know anything. We've, we've been reading books. We've been learning. We've been unlearning, you know, as you know, as this podcast is. Yeah. And all of this is just to say that, you know, uh, we are not uh, experts. We're not therapists. We're not uh, psychotherapists. We are not psychologists. Um, we are just sharing with you our experiences and from research we have done and books we have read. So to learn more about this, because like Aisha said, we're giving you like high level to learn more about this. Get the book. Read it. Trust me, it will change your life. It will be in the show notes too as well, right? Yeah, Set boundaries, yeah. find peace. It will be in the show notes with links, everything, you know. Oh, and you can follow on Instagram at Nedra Tawab, N-E-D-R-A-T-A-W-W-A-B. <laughs> Just our bio is like boundaries. <laughs> amazing, amazing stuff. Honestly, I love it. I love it. Um, I remember when I first came across the book, um, someone I follow, someone I follow and respect, she posted it and immediately I saw the title. I did not even read the blog. I did not even want to find out more. I just read, saw the title, read her caption, went to Amazon and did. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> That's it. That's all I did. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let's kick this off then. So, Idril, what are boundaries? Hmm. Uh, I think the first the first way I'll define it is a quote from the author, Nedra. Um, she says, boundaries are the gateway to healthy relationships. Um, they indicate how you show up for you and how you show up for others. It's a cue to others about how to treat you. So basically, it's about how you interact with people, how you let people interact with you. Um, what are the limits you are setting in place with certain aspects of your life? Like, hey, no, 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 no. You can't do this. or this is where it stops or I don't operate this way or, you know, things like that. And it can be very uncomfortable, like to set boundaries. So, you know. Yeah. You cannot just say that, um, you know, somebody should use their common sense, right? To know that you should have this boundary. You know, boundaries are not unspoken rules. So for it to be a boundary, you need to have communicated this boundary and you need to have acted on this boundary as well. It is your responsibility to tell people when they're crossing the limits. It is your responsibility to call people out when they feel like they can ignore your boundary or test you to see if you yourself respect your boundary. So for it to be a boundary, you need to, you need to, you need to say it. You can't just say, Oh, this person should use their, their common sense. What's common sense to you might not be common sense to somebody else. You need to communicate and you need to action whatever it is that you've communicated. Um, also according to the path use Student Assistant Program, the IPFW, um, a boundary 
can be defined as a limit of space between you and another person, a clear space where you begin and the other person ends. The purpose of setting this healthy boundary is to protect and to take care of yourself. I think about what you just said and two things came to mind. Mm-hmm. First, socially, social distance. <laughs> Secondly, is there's a reason why countries have borders. There's a reason mm-hmm. why even back in the day when we didn't really have countries and it was towns and villages, a lot of wars there were, were still borders. Fought. For yeah, you know, for boundaries like, and borders. This is where our land here, stops, this and this stops. is the part of the land where yours begin. Exactly. You get to your definition is where you begin and where the other person exactly. Ends. So if you take that concept and apply it to personal life and relationships and interactions with other people, that's where boundaries come in. So it's like you're taking like if you're taking like the physical border and making it like more. Uh, emotional that would be like a boundary a personal boundary exactly so why do you think we need boundaries i know we said all of this and we defined it and it's in the definition but why do you think we need boundaries i mean like i I don't think you can survive or you can have a healthy relationship healthy relationship with your significant other your friends your family your co-workers if you don't set healthy boundaries. I'm even going to boundaries. add to that and say you cannot have a healthy relationship with yourself. Mm, you even with yourself. Yeah. Mm, 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 true. Because think because, about it. If you don't set boundaries, which just set boundaries in general with people, what, what do you end up doing? You end up internalizing all of those things that are not met, those needs that are met, those... um buttons that have been pushed basically and you internalize it and you're sitting there thinking about oh but i'm a good person why do people do these things to me oh i'm so overwhelmed oh i'm so this so you can't even have a healthy relationship with yourself because your mind is constantly trying to analyze every little bit of information and you end up overwhelmed and burnt out girl like if you're anything like me like an overthinker guys like you know people everybody everyone i overthink things so something can happen just one little thing can happen today and i sh- I show you for the next day or maybe just before i sleep i've spent two hours two hours rather overthinking this particular concept how i felt what sh- what i could have done differently but many times in that moment i'm like mute like i don't say anything and I'm now realizing like, oh, I should have done this like now because I didn't, you know, I, I didn't respond in this way or I didn't maybe set this boundary. Guess what is suffering? My my mental health is suffering or I'm putting in extra hours and that person is snoring soundly asleep, <laughs> you know. Like, do you get it? Just, it's just, but you know honestly, what is good about that though? Oh. Um, and well, technically it's not, it's not good to be an overthinker and stuff, but when you have identified exactly what the issue there's still something you can do about it in that moment. Well, not in that moment in your bed in the middle of the night, but like say the next day, right? You can still reach out to that person and say, hey, I've been thinking about this thing that happened and this is how I feel. And, you know, for future references or future purposes, I don't, I would like not to have this thing happen again. So, you know, you you can still, I think you can still go ahead and set your boundaries. As long as you, I think identifying the issue is key. I didn't find what was crossed, what boundary was, you know. Yeah, let me tell you what. When I was reading, when I started reading this book, Nedra's book, um, 
I just before that a day before I had this issue at work with a colleague where we were just chatting away and there's just some things he wasn't doing that I should have done. And then I just like, okay, I'll just let it go. But it didn't pay me. So you know when you now when you now when you now open a book that is not snatching your edges that you should have done this, said this, this is how you could have approached it. I woke up that morning the next day with a fresh idea and I just sent the guy a message. I'm like, we need to have a conversation. A lot of things get lost in text messages. You know when you're messaging mm-hmm. somebody things so I just sat down, I just like, you know what? I'm not even going to apologize. I just said what are you apologizing? I just said, Bobo. There are expectations. I have expectations of you and you should have expectations oh, of Oh, does me. he report this to you? This is how... No, he does not report okay. for me. Even if someone does not report to you, as long as you work with them, yeah, there are true. expectations. That's there why we have, yeah, we have different roles in organizations yeah. so that people know what they are doing. I'm like, Papa, you cannot be coming to try to do my work and making me look terrible in front of maybe the customer. I look like I don't know what I'm doing. or making me feel terrible um, while you're crossing the boundary of what, you know, your job is supposed to be. Don't tell me how to do my job. I mean, I didn't do it in those exact same words. Like, I was very meticulous as to how I communicated because you don't want bad blood, right? But I kind of, like, had to communicate. Like, immediately, I was like, you know what? I'm going to wake up this morning and I'm going to set this boundary. And honestly, it's just been like... What would so I how has it been since, since you set it? No, the person responded in a in a healthy way, in the sense that they like acknowledge they are wrong and they like they would they won't do it again. It does not mean that they've not tried to do it of again. Of course no. not. That you know what I always say, right? I always say that people, and I, I I always said this even before I read this book, and it even snatched my own edges, right? Um, I always say that, and in the, in the more Nigerian fashion, like whatever room or leg you give people, right? They always try to see. They always try to see how far they can push you. How like how far can they get away with things before you check them? They will constantly. I think it's in our nature. We just constantly push and push. So if someone is pushing against you and you do not push back, you do not say, "Hey, hey, this is not going to work here." Like you know, we don't do that here, Black Panther. Um, but <laughs> if you don't push back to say, "Hey, we are not the uh, that doesn't work here," the the person will keep pushing to see what your limit is what where is your breaking point right People and if you don't selfish. have one yes we are selfish by nature they will keep taking and taking and taking yes. and taking from you until you put a boundary to say no enough is enough by the way no is a complete sentence according to my therapist no enough is enough like you're not going to do this anymore this is the boundary and you're going to respect you're going to respect my boundary as much as i respect my own boundary right because they will take until you have nothing left to give. They will take, take your family. Everybody's selfish. Your parents, your family members, your siblings, your friends, your partner. Everybody is selfish. So you have to and be any person that you think you. is 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 completely selfless, or is that the word selfless? Selfless. Yeah. Any person that you think is just completely selfless, they just go out of their way for everybody wow, all of the time. That mm-hmm. person has no boundaries. Yep. Newsflash. Yeah. So. It's important, like what we need boundaries for healthy relationships. We need boundaries. I'm not gonna say relationship, relationship with your family, with your friends, with your coworkers, whatever. You need boundaries, right? And it's also important for self care. It's important for your mental health. See, Aisha was just talking about like being awake until midnight, just thinking about replaying a conversation in her head, right? It's important for your mental health to set boundaries because the root of self care is setting boundaries. Yep. Preach, Pastor. <laughs> 
Everybody talks about self-care, like yes, when you do your money pedding and your hair. The root of you self-care know. is setting boundaries. Just getting a massage, those are some form of self-care, but it's not all of it. Because if you do all of that, and let's say you don't have boundaries at home, you go back home, you're still like doing all of these things that you were doing before. In two days, you'll be back to your level. Your level of stress will be back up, right? Not to say those things are not important. They're very important as well. Because we, we do need all everything, right, to feel grounded. But we also need uh, boundaries because it boundaries also help us like establish our identity as a person. When you are yeah. able to say, hey, this thing doesn't work for me, that is you setting a boundary. That is you realizing that, oh, to me, me as a person, this does not, does not work. So you are step who by are step. You? Who are you? If I ask you a question, or if I ask you the question, who are you? who you are is as a result of your boundaries there are things that you can and cannot do regardless of the circumstances like there are things i know you age that no matter how bad like how broke you get and how desperate you become for money there are just some limits you will not cross there's just some boundaries you will not cross you so you cannot you know you can't even identify who you are if you don't have boundaries your your identity is grounded in your boundaries as a person I just trying to add that there. Sorry, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> you were just like, quiet. No, I was quiet because as you were just saying, it even means that I had to stop and start thinking, like, huh, interesting. <laughs> like yeah, I just like, went into my head real quick and I started thinking. <laughs> so yeah. Like, okay, look at look at who you are, right? You, your career choices, the kind of food you eat, even the exercise you do. There's a there's a way you get it like a bag and this exercise. True. What the True. This bag? Because honestly, honestly, there are some exercises I've tried. I'm like, look, I knock it somebody. It's not for me. It's small, <laughs> small stomach that I have, small belly here, you know, small row there. It's, it's not a door that I have a bag. I beg. Let me just go and eat my ice cream and bread in peace. <laughs> yeah. So what are the I know we have talked about like why we need boundaries. What are some of the negative effects of not having boundaries? Like when a person doesn't have boundaries. What are the kind of things that can happen in that person's life because they have not set boundaries? So personally, um, when I don't set boundaries and I'm just doing, people asking me for stuff and I just keep giving and I just keep doing things for people, it takes away the joy of even wanting to help them because it now feels like a chore. So I'll give you an example. Somebody's constantly, you know, maybe some, you, you know, you're hungry. I like, I take joy in helping people. Right, I'm that, I'm that kind of person that you would say maybe you know I'm not selfless in that sense, but I like to help out and I derive pleasure or joy when other people are happy because of something I did, right? Which has is good and bad. So when, for example, I'm like, oh, you're hungry and I, you know, and I helped you out, you know, maybe I'll help you with like getting a contact or a job. But every single time you come back, you come back, and I keep doing because obviously you're my friend and I'm close to you and I don't want to offend you. Right, this is another bad thing, right? You should have boundaries without feeling like you want to upset somebody at your own expense, right? So I that already it takes away the joy. It's almost like I'm just doing it because I have to, not because I want to, not because I'm enthusiastic about doing it, right? Mm. So that's one I, I think the negative it. side effect. I get yeah. it. For me, just like you said, for me, it's not even I think I think yes, it does it does take away the joy of wanting to help for me. But it also uh I also build resentment. I just start resenting uh, that person. Like if I don't, if I don't state my boundaries, if I don't enforce my boundaries, when those things are done that I don't like or I don't enjoy, uh, I would just start to resent the person. 
because in my head, especially, you know how sometimes you might have even said it like one time, like, oh, this thing, I don't like it, for example. But you are not enforcing it because you know that this thing, this setting boundaries, like I know we just keep throwing it out there, set boundaries, do this, but it's hard. If we're being honest, it's hard. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really it's hard. Especially when it comes to people that you care about. Yeah, it's right? easier with strangers. With strangers, it's so easy. Because I I, you don't know me from Adam. I don't know you either. I like, I can just be like, feel. I don't care how you feel. I could just tell you, hey, don't, don't do that shit anymore. Like, you and I, one of, one of it. Stop it. <laughs> don't try that again, you know? <laughs> but when it's like people you love, like your close friends, it's harder to set it. So for me, it just starts, what's that hap- what I've noticed that's happening with me is, I just start feeling resentful towards that person. Like, can't you see I'm struggling? Why are you demanding so much from me? Why are you always taking, 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 taking? And I just start resenting that person until one day I just snap, right? And if you remember when you just said something like, you know, when you tell the person like, oh, I don't like it, but the person does it again. And then sometimes, even for me, it's like, I already told you once. Why should I even be telling why, you again? Why should why I tell I, you again? Why should I have exactly. to repeat myself? That I means don't you don't care about myself. Yeah. Care so, about it, my yeah. so it's like, you start feeling like unheard too. Like the person is not listening to you. Like when you say stuff, right? The person doesn't care. They don't listen. So you start feeling unheard. Like no Plot one listens twist. to me. Mm-hmm. Plus twist. It is your responsibility to communicate over and over again and enforce your boundaries. Yeah. Even if you said it before. And I'm talking it to myself too. I'm not mm-hmm. saying like to you, right? It's yeah. Like, even if you said it before, you need to, when the person does say it, it again, like, I, I, and then I already told it. you. Exactly. You have and to sometimes enforce it. Enforcing means that there might be consequences for action. Enforcing could mean I'm no longer going to pick your call if this is the only thing you want to talk to me about, mm-hmm. right? I'm no longer going to, you know, give you money if this is what you continue to do kind of thing. Like, yeah, so sometimes you have, you have to enforce, you have to, and it's hard. Again. It's very hard. It's it's, hard. it's very hard. I it's can't even easy. I can't even front and say, oh, it's easiest thing. Like every time I have to have like tough conversations and stuff like that, like I just get nuts in my stomach. Like oh my god, oh my god, I can't. I feel sick. But <laughs> but it has to be done right because you need your sanity and all of that. Yeah. Do you do you ever feel? I feel I've been in relationships. Like I remember back in the when I used to date. Have you ever feel felt used in a relationship where? You almost feel like the person is using you. And I know a lot of Nigerian men will be like, yes, Nigerian women are always using, <laughs> using, uh, using the men for money for and money. to pay school Yeah, like, and, yeah, but and, you know, and, all these things go both ways, right? Road. It's not like, uh, yeah. gender specific. But women say, but men but, are using us for sex. Um, Sorry. Uh-huh. And then we're using them for I'm money. I'm trying like. to think, did I ever feel used in relationship? Maybe in more emotional ways that I cannot think of right now. Possibly. Um, but I would say, well, in relationship, okay, you know what? Yes. Um, so I'll give you an example. Uh, in intimate relationships, one of the hard rules I, I enforced like really early on and I held onto it for a really long time, right? A really, really long time is, you know how like, you know our people back home, once you are in a relationship with a guy, let's say the guy has his own place. The next thing you're going over, you're making your cooking, you're going to the market, you're, you're doing all you're these scrubbing, things. You're scrubbing, you're scrubbing toilets and washing exactly. on that. Exactly. Yeah. So you're from doing the very beginning, with girlfriend status. Exactly. So from the very beginning, when I started dating, that was something like I enforced with like an iron rod. It was like a very rigid boundary, like rigid, but it can't shake. You know, it was. I don't cook. I don't clean. That's it. Like, no matter what you say, I remember there was this guy that was asking me out. I think we are in 200 level at the time, Asia. So he was based in Abiyokuta. No, no, no. He was based in Ibadan. 
And so he came to see me one day in school and he's like, Hey, come spend the weekend with me. I'm like, no, I'm not, I'm not following you to Ibadan where I know nobody, where I don't speak the language. And I'm like, besides we just met, like, so, okay, so what am I going to do? I said, okay, well, if you want me to go, I will tell you three things. I would not cook because I don't cook. I don't clean and I'm not going to sleep with you. So do you still want me to go with you? And, and the guy's like, like, what's your usefulness? Wait, wait. So the guy, the guy's like, the guy's like, uh, yeah, about, uh, about cleaning. I don't want you to clean my house. Like, I can clean my house myself, you know, feeling very pompous. I'm like, yeah, okay, cool. And he's like, about cooking. Ah, I don't need you to cook, but, uh, uh, come on now. How do you say you cannot cook? You can at least fry egg. I said, no, I can't fry egg. Because when I was growing up, we had a cook in my house. I went to a boarding school. Yes, and yes, now yes, I'm yes, in a private school. Brats. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, now I'm in a private school. That doesn't allow us to cook, right? So how do how am I supposed to cook? We have a cook at home. I don't cook, and the guy is looking at me like, "Hey, which guy will allow me this?" Like, what's like, usefulness? Exactly. Like, what's my <laughs> so those? I think those boundaries, as rigid as they were at the time, I think it helped me. But in like friendships, like okay, for example, I'll, I'll give you another example. I had a friend who would always like dump all her emotional issues on me, and I use the word "dump" just because it's one thing if you come to me that you have a problem and we talk through it, you know, and we kind of like. Uh, 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 kind of think of like ways to help you solve the situation, whatever situation it is. It's a different thing when you come and you tell me this thing happened, right? And then you come tomorrow and say, hey, that thing I told you yesterday, let me tell you about it again today. And then the next day, see that thing I told you two days ago, I want to tell you about it again. And you keep repeating the same thing. You don't take advice. You don't. And so at some point I had to say, hey, um, two things. One, I'm not your emotional dumpster. And two, I'm not a broken record. So if you want to come talk to me about this thing just because you want to rant about it, just give me a heads up. Say, hey, I want to rant and I know how to kind of prepare myself for that. But if you're coming to me like you have, you have a genuine issue and you don't take any advice I give you and you're just constantly telling me about this thing, I'm asking, I'm absorbing this problem as well because I'm an empath. So these issues, I start to think about them. On a day we are not even talking, I'm thinking about them, like, how can I help you? But you you don't even want to help yourself, so why are you telling me all of these things? So I had to actually set that boundary. And also, like, you know, growing up, I used to think, like, and honestly, it's nobody's fault but mine, because I only self-appointed myself a therapist and strong woman. <laughs> I would, I felt like, in my circle of friends, I was strong. I was a strong friend, right? So you had to be there for everybody. I had to be there for everyone. Come to me. I will try and f- find out how to help you. But what I discovered down the line as time went on is that I put myself in such a weird place that I felt that if I have issues, like how do I come to you when I have issues when I'm supposed to be the strong one in this relationship? But then who asked me to be the strong one? friend not therapist that's what i heard because i have that feeling where when everybody comes to you to solve their problem because they think you give offer the best advice but yes as an empath you're going to absorb everything but guess what you have to set that boundary to say i know you want you like you could say for example i know you i know you feel a certain way i i don't have the emotional capacity to absorb you know, like me, I can't absorb. So what I end up doing is I don't pick your calls. <laughs> I reduce the frequency. Yeah, because I don't know how to dissociate my feelings 
from like i cannot just say okay i'll just listen to you and not say anything me i will have something to say and i will say it and i'll be i'll be angry that why are you not doing this why is that person treating you this way how dare they i'll carry yeah. a matter for my it's head like that, like, um, say, it's you. like that saying you know that saying when they say uh if you're if you're married and then you keep going to your family to tell them all the ways your husband has been horrible to you and then the, your family is rightfully angry right and then you go back and you're in your husband makeup but you don't go back to tell the family that you guys have made up and now yeah, your husband's are, are lovey lovey dovey but guess what your family stay angry at your husband he's still not invited to family gatherings and stuff like that it's that kind exactly. of situation as well so me it's just better i don't i just you know misplace i misplace myself from the situation because i have to reduce it because there's no way like i can just you know just listen without not you know putting myself in your shoes in your situation and feeling your pain yeah again again like i said people everybody's selfish you have to be a little i'm not saying be selfish in the obsessive yeah rigid way but i'm saying you have to if you don't take care you have to be a little selfish for your own self or your own if you don't take care of you guess what nobody else will also you know the saying of you cannot pour from a from an empty cup thank you Enough, Enough said. <laughs> I feel like at this point, <laughs> drops mic. <laughs> mic drop, yeah. So honestly, I feel like everybody should, if there's an exercise you want to take out of today's episode, sit down, like take a pen and paper. Look at five situations around you, five examples of, you know, where you felt you might have been, you know, enforced a boundary, where you felt like you might have set a boundary. Just, it doesn't have to be big. It can be the little things. It can be as little as, I don't know, not, you know, speaking to this person for four hours, you know, and limiting interactions to once a week instead of every day because that person drains you. It could be little things. Yeah, it could, things, be, right? it could be little things as setting an hour aside a day for you to just do whatever. You're not thinking about work. You're not thinking about family. You're not thinking of anything. You're just relaxing. Maybe you're reading a book. It could be setting one hour to watch TV. It could be setting 10 minutes to meditate. It could be one hour to exercise. Just something that is just for you. And no one else. You can start with something, something as simple as that. That Remember. in that one hour, you are putting your phone on do not disturb. You are not talk, speaking to any person. You know that that one hour is for you. So no matter what happens in that one hour, except it's an emergency, you're not attending to it because you have that. That one hour is your time. Thank you. And you know how they say the roots of self care is setting boundaries like i just like one thing i just had to do was you know what like my brain is always all over the place i started going you know you introduced me to acupuncture so i just know that once a week like obviously this shouldn't be the only hour but like once a week i go to acupuncture they stick those pins and i lie down no phones no no outside noise just and i'm all i'm supposed to do is just lie down there close my eyes and and breathe in and out that's all no <laughs> expectations nobody expects it from Nothing. me just like, relax. you have to find i it. end up falling asleep it's, it's, for most of my sections like my you. snoring wakes me up and i used to think i never <laughs> snore but you know when you're just like <laughs> and then you just you just you just startle awake like oh, oh okay that was me wow oh okay my all right. God. <laughs> <laughs> i agree i agree so, it's very have to, man. Yeah. Yeah. so okay. Adriel, mm-hmm. um so i have a question for you all right what areas of our lives do you feel like we need boundaries all the and areas. why all of the areas all? Okay. okay but okay. like so we have like family friendships 
we have romance, like our intimate relationships. We have work because we work with people. And you know, you realize that you spend like, just think of your day, like your 24 One hour third. day. One third. I feel like we spend 90% on work stuff in a day. Mm. Because even when you're not doing working hours, you're thinking of something you're supposed to do. Yes, you're thinking, okay, I should, I should send that codes. email. Or maybe you're ever working late ah. that day, right? So we have those relationships. And then I think the last one would also be like technology. Like, how do we interact with the technology around us? How do we interact with social media and stuff like that? So I think those are the the areas. Um, so let's so say... So let's take family, okay. family and friendship, for example, mm-hmm. right? And as a Nigerian, I, like to, mm-hmm. I really like to state that clear. As a Nigerian who is very Nigerian and now lives in the Canada, mm, but still has a lot of Nigerian maybe friends and family around you, right? Like... What are like you know how first of all like if you grew anybody that grew up in Nigeria and knew that there's no privacy, so you know what is going on in your next door neighbor's house. You know their history. You know you sure you know when they fight, when they settle. You you literally know everything. So we we it's almost like nobody has privacy and nobody tends to mind their business, right? Somebody can see you like out of nowhere and be like, ah, shall I be that? Ah, ah, you know hard way to ah. Don't be you supposed, why are you doing that? Don't be you supposed, they school, what are you doing that? They'll ask you as if they pay your school fees or they're entitled to know what's going on in your life. You know how they say, you know when there's people say uh, something like it takes a village to raise a child, but you know when some people take it to the extreme, like, like you know, somebody come and tell your mother, I saw your daughter talking to one boy on street 502. I don't know what they were doing, but it looks like they were, you know, you need to one now, you need to tell these are the children that they, they spoil, they carry belly up and down. <laughs> You know, there are people who do not respect boundaries where yeah. we come from for the most part. For right? the most part, yeah. And if we want to take it like real intimate, like family farm, our families can be very, we have a way we, we speak. Because in our families, like parents, even into adulthood, we still have that thing where parents expect you to do what they say. Because, um. You're always best. a child, though. You're, you're you never remain a grow child. Up. You and so, an constantly, parents, and I'm using parents specifically because just like, because of like the way our family structures usually are, parents tend to push boundaries the most. Because when you start growing up, when you start becoming an adult, more of an adult, more independent, right? They keep pushing your boundaries. For example, you're still living with your parents, for example, and there's nothing wrong with that, anyways. But if your parents are the type that tend to push boundaries, you will experience things like, it's seven o'clock, why are you just coming home? Why aren't you home earlier? Where were you? Didn't you know you would come home and do this? Why didn't you do this? You didn't clean. No, why you didn't, didn't you do, not why you didn't you do this? So, this why didn't you do this when exactly I told I, you to do exactly. it? Why are you waiting to do it at your own time? How dare you? Exactly. Which is you why know? you would see the, we also see the dynamics of when, um, children move out of, of their parents' home, and you start seeing people enforcing boundaries and parents uh, pushing back, like, oh, you're being disrespectful. Oh, can you come, can you come? Family, the next thing, family meeting on your head. Why? Because your mother said she wanted to come to your house today, and you said, in as much as you're at home, you don't want her to come because you're resting. Oh, uh, your mother-in-law came to the house and demanded that you should leave everything you're doing and immediately start to pound the arm for her. Like, you get, who are you? Like, not exactly. You know, so those those little things, those but, little things where you have to like push back. But Adriel, I don't even feel like even 
parents, especially when parents are listening and future parents, you shouldn't be waiting for your children to be adults for them to learn boundaries and enforce them. Children learn at an early age whether they matter, whether their boundaries matter. A very simple common example could be go and hug your auntie, go and sit on your uncle's lap and if the child feels uncomfortable but you keep pushing them. What you're communicating to that child is saying that their boundaries don't matter. They don't have a right to set boundaries. And these children will grow up and become adults who can't say no who don't know how to set healthy boundaries. So it needs to start from there. So now my question to you now is, in this dynamic of family, right, how do you set a boundary? Say, say for example now, you have, um, you have, let's say, a toxic family member. I would not even use toxic. Let's just say you have a family member that every time they call you, it's like, Aisha, no man yet. How far now? When are you getting married? Or Aisha, you know, you know, age, uh, time is not on your side. Though. If you if you not find man, just go and get pregnant, you know. Or things like, uh, oh Aisha, you think because you're in Canada now you're a big girl? Uh, don't you know you're supposed to be sending money home and calling? Don't you? Or don't you know you're supposed, supposed to be, be calling, calling me every day? <laughs> don't you remember that when you were a baby, I cleaned your nyash that one time? <laughs> you know. So how do you? What do you do in that kind of a situation? So I usually, so one of two things, so I would, I know for me, for sure, I will reduce the communication. Like You just would hear less and less and less of me until you hear no more. Um, But in that moment, when that conversation is happening, I would be like, especially in that case of marriage, I remember my, remember my grandmother was telling me one time, she was like, ah, anyone, just bring him as long as he's Muslim. It doesn't matter if he be Igbo, if he be Yoruba, if he be, if he be Kebi, you know, just anyone. I say, mama, I just told her, I say, grandma, do you really want me to bring just anyone and spend the rest of my life with just anyone? Do you want me to suffer? I say, no, don't be so. She, no, I'm not, no, that's what you're saying. Because what if I bring anyone, the person starts beating me and the person kills me, you know, or something, the person maybe brings disease. Like, you can't just be telling me anyone. You ask, the question is, you, you, you don't even tell me, but you'll be praying for me as your granddaughter to get the right man at the right time, regardless of when that right time is. Don't be telling me to bring anyone that, you know, time is going. Mama, like, you don't, do you want me, your granddaughter, to be miserable? Mama was like, guess what my grandma said? She said, hmm, not true, you talk, shall. I said, hey, no, it's no. always like that. So you have to it's communicate. Always. Boundaries are about communication. You have to communicate them and say, mama, stop telling me this in all the time. How do you think it makes me feel? Just pray for me and let it go. In that same scenario, there was a time I was asked that question. And you know what I said? I said, oh, you know, you keep talking about like marriage and having a husband. Well, you've never asked me if I actually want to get married. And it was like, what do you mean? What do you How mean you don't want to get married? You don't want to marry. You marriage is not the end of your. What if I don't want to get married? You've never asked me that question. You just assume you're pushing your expectations on me. You're just assuming that what you want is the same thing as what I want. But you've never asked me what I want. Actually, that's that's an, that's something about assumptions. When somebody assumes that you know you want the thing, yeah, because cause everybody you know, in our society, everybody assumes that every woman should grow up wanting a family and children, but they don't realize that they are actually human beings and they're actually people who don't want to ever have kids and who don't ever want to be married. Like there are people like that that will tell you, "I don't want to bring children into this world to suffer." If you're that's one it. of those people, if you're listening and you're one of those people that asks women, "When are you getting married?" or even men, "When are you getting married?" or "When are you oh, asking a couple kids? when they will have kids?" Ah. Listen to me. Listen, listen to this watch from my mouth right now. Shut up. 
Shut up. It is not your business. You don't know Will what you people's, quiet? You don't know what people what people are going through in their lives. Especially on the case of I'm actually really sensitive, especially on the the one on pregnancy. Because you don't know what people are actually going through. Even outside of the fact that some people might just not want children. There are some people that want children and have had nine, ten miscarriages. And then you just bring your insensitive ass into the conversation. Ha! So when are you bringing children? Just shut up. That That's it. Mind your business and shut up. That's that's all. There's nothing else you have to do. Just keep quiet. Now, the other thing I wanted to touch on is boundaries in romantic relationships. Because we have this idea sometimes that when we're new, you know, you, especially if you have been, if you, you were raised and you always thought that, ah, this relationship, it has to be, you know, you, you are, you are desperate you to need be married. A man. You need, you need yeah, a that you need man a man mentality or, or whatever. Yeah. And then you get into a relationship and you are just bending over. In fact, you don't have back anymore because you are spineless. Yeah, you are just a round ball, no back. You can't, can't be straight. <laughs> I shall not make me laugh. I'm serious. You can't, you can't be straight because anything this person does, uh, you want, you know, you have to make it work. Uh, you have to be, you know, I had, I had the, an older, uh, colleague tell me something like, Oh, you know, women are supposed to uphold the moral standards and like relationship or marriages and stuff like that. And there, 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 there are also women who believe this, but sometimes we find ourselves bending over backwards when we're in relationships. It's okay to have boundaries in intimate relationships on certain issues you know it's okay to have boundaries you you can still be loved you will still be loved even when you have boundaries and if it if uh you setting a boundary in a relationship means that your that relationship ends then that was not the right relationship for you wow that's it that that's 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 the ps i wanted to give there it's true because i i know that let let me let me let me say something when you're in a romantic relationship, right, people assume, or you're in a partnership or a marriage, whatever, people assume, and it's, I mean, it's, I know it's born out of good intentions, where it's like, oh, their problem becomes your problem. Their pain becomes your pain. Like, even, and vice versa as well. But you see that many times in those kind of situations, it's usually one-sided. It's one person bending over backwards way more than the other person yeah that person is holding you to a certain standard and you're not holding that person to the same standards or similar standards you're the one taking care of the person more than they're being um taking care of and again i understand that it's one of the good intentions but even in romantic relationship don't forget your individuality don't forget that you're an adult with needs have you communicated your needs to your partner Mm -hmm. not not that they will have common sense have you explicitly communicated because i remember when i started dating and i like one of the boundaries that and expectations that i set is see um i don't know what was like for you in your previous experience but i am a girl whose love language is words of affirmation it is what i need to function maybe and there are people who would like okay they need financial security people need different things but this is what i need you need to be able to communicate your needs to your partner and encourage your partner to communicate their needs so that you are on the same page you guys are not assuming anything i need you to call me every day i can't be in a relationship with you and you don't call me every day we don't talk every day you call me once a week it's not going to work and i can't be the only one calling you that every day because i don't talk to you you need to be calling me too you have to communicate especially romantic relationship because guess what I- i'll give you let's see I-, I know i have a friend who 
constantly suffers verbal abuse from her partner. Even there was a time where this partner told her that she, this partner is the one with her, but partner said, nah, I don't know who will marry you because you are, you are only like there was just so much verbal abuse, even like you know, body image, like sort of like abusing her body image. And then I now said that is it the same mouth he uses to kiss you and tell you he loves you that he's going to say these things? He said, Yes, I say, Okay, have you told him how all these things that he tells you feel? I'm like, He should know because if I say it back to him, he knows how no, it no, no, no. Some people say things, but they don't really understand the extent to which what they have said has affected you. Because guess what? Eh? A random person can call me a shell on the road, can call me useless. I don't know you. I don't give two fucks. I don't care. I won't even look at you. Eh? But if the person I'm with, that I'm emotionally involved with, that I've given myself of, says something verbally abusive to me, it's things. Like, it goes deeper. Like, I start to think about my my history and my existence <laughs> and even see am i even desirable like it messes with your self-esteem let's let's be let's be factual because you love this person yeah because and the way you think about it too is that you know normally yes you, you when you're in a relationship sometimes it's almost like even if everybody in the world hates me or even if everybody in the world says i'm not shit right this is the one person that i can count on this is the one person who sees me so if that one person that you think that this is the person that sees me, this is the person I love, and this is the person who loves me too, can say that to you, then of course that would hurt more, you know? So, again. And please don't assume that that's how the person shows love. Speak it. Speak it. And don't just speak, speak it. it and say you speak it. No, reinforce it. Reinforce and if this it. person keeps flouting your boundaries, then baby girl, baby boy, it's time to take exit stage. That's not the place you need to be. Yeah, you enforce it. Whatever your enforcement would be, it it could be. Um, I have told you this three times. If you do this again, I will have no choice but to leave because clearly this is not the right friendship relationship. And it's okay. For me. It doesn't make and you it's a bad okay person. to walk away. It doesn't make you know? the person a because at the end person. of the day, you have to put yourself. You have to be selfish about your mental health and your well being. No one else will. Yeah, I know. Aisha already talked about like a setting like a walk boundary, and that is very important. Like how she did it, and you know. I know we always joke online about like how uh, yeah professional uh, professional speak how to like emails how to send emails and mean one thing like when you when you say things like uh ref- I referring from back my, to from our, my last email. from my last email you know <laughs> that also means like bitch can't you read <laughs> so find a professional in equals way to set boundaries but. N- you should always set boundaries. And then I, I believe the last point we made was like on, for technology, like social media, how to set boundaries on social media. Like, yeah, I, like, um, sorry, before you go to technology, I just want people to know that some of the ways that you're not setting boundaries is not closing on time from work. So staying at work, staying back at work, extra hours, unpaid extra hours, that means you're not setting boundaries. An example also could be you pick up everyone else's slack at work. So everybody knows that they can ping around 7 p.m. and you will get on your computer, even if work ended two hours ago and you're, you know, having dinner with your family. As I know, I mean, exactly, but because they know that you will do it and you take the slack. Like, I remember when I, my, my former place of work, like, in the nature of the work in such a way, like, you know, I worked with, like, a lot of account managers and that, they would literally would set, like, some, you know how they will overpromise a customer something, then they would be up to you 
to pick up the slack and just make it come through, even if the technology does not support or will not support yet what they wanted to do. And then these people will just say, oh, yes, we can get it done. They will just go to the customer and tell customer, you can get it done. Give us two days. That two days they've told the customer means me, I'm not going to sleep at night. It means I'm going to be walking around the clock to deliver on this expectation that this other person has given. That is flaunting your boundary. You have to say something. You have to communicate and say, if you set up any meetings after 5 p.m., I won't take it. I won't be available. And you cannot just say it. You have to make sure that any meeting that comes after 5 p.m., decline. Yes. And because say, you have to, you have to reschedule have to for 9 a.m. the next day. I'm not, just say I'm not available. And please, no is a complete sentence. Don't feel like you have to explain why you're not no, available. No, once you start explaining, then you're giving room for a yeah, pushback, for no, conversations, for dialogue, for too many things. And just like Aisha said, one example too that I can give for that is, I, um, when I, when I started at my job, I was nine to five, but then I changed my hours to eight to four, right? And then I would still have people pinging me around like 5.36. And the first couple of days when I'll respond, I would, and then I'll be like, hey, um, I just FYI, I closed at four, but then I would do this stuff, right? But then they'll keep pinging me at that time, you know, every, every day. And so I remember one day, the last time that ever happened, I just, my response this time was, because before I was being super polite, super, my response the next time was like, um, the question was asked, and my response was, is this an emergency? And the person replied with no. And I said, I close at four. Keep this for morning. That's it. I'm like, don't message me. Like, I close at four. By four o'clock, I am offline. Like, in fact, 3.59 on a, on a really good day, I am offline. Like, I, really I am not available. Because I don't know how to do that. Like, I swear to I God. Could, like, actually, when if I, I, okay. if I, if I log out at five... Somewhere around 8 p.m. I'm logging back. No, 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 no. I don't. You know, you know why? You know why I had to do it? Because I realized that when, when I first joined, I was walking to seven every day. I was doing eight to seven. Wow. I don't get paid for it. And then I had someone tell me, like, think about it this way. For every extra time you walk after when it's not like an approved overtime, for every time you do that, think about like, let's say, for example, you are earning, let's say you're earning $800 a day right? For your eight hours of work. When you work for, let's say, the way you work extended time, let's say you work for, you end up working for 12 hours that day, right? You are no longer earning $800 for that day. You have basically split your, the $800 you get for eight hours. You have definitely, you have then split that across 12 hours. And so your, your pay per hour is now less. So you are doing yourself a disservice. You are working more and earning less in that context. So when it's not an emergency, when it's not like something that you really have to do that, because an emergency will become an approved over time automatically. When it's not something like that, when it's something, because you know what? The work doesn't end. If you fall sick today, someone else will do that work tomorrow. If you have to, for whatever reason, not work today, someone, that work will be done the next day. The work doesn't end. So when, uh, when that friend told me that, and I really thought about it in that context. That was when I, I put a hard stop. Four o'clock, even if I'm working on something and it's not complete, I'll pick it up tomorrow. Except it's an emergency. But that doesn't mean that... Emergencies can be every day. We are yeah, no, you. but... No, okay, well, me, I don't see it that way. It's not every day. But that doesn't mean it that... It shouldn't be, though. It shouldn't, shouldn't be. be. And that doesn't mean that there are some days that you might not end up working maybe one hour more or two hours more. That's fine. Like So what I tell myself is, if 18... 
percent of the time I am closing when I'm supposed to close, like I'm having my hard stop. It means that those, the remaining 20% where I have to work a little extra, maybe approved over time or not, where I have to do like a, a little extra work, it doesn't hurt me as much in the long run because for the most part, um, I do, I come, I do my eight to four and I sign out. Get what I mean? So that's what, that's what I had to do to really help myself. And when I started doing that, I shall mean my life has changed because there are some days when I'm really tired that I could sign out at four, take a nap from four to six and then still be productive to do like my own personal stuff at the end of the day. It's amazing. Especially as if I even think about it now, it's not like, like you go out and take lunch. Right? You should start working from home during the pandemic. Yeah, because you're, 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 you're sitting lunch at, at your desk. Yes, exactly. You're eating your lunch and at your desk. Working. You're still working. You're not taking the one hour to stand up to do whatever. Yeah, to there, go. And then we're, bur- we're complaining we're, and we're asking why we're born. Exactly. Out. So um, that, that's what I started doing with the work. And that's a boundary in and of itself. Even if you message me at four, if I read the message and it's not an emergency, I don't respond. I'll just, I'll just, yeah. I'll just get back to you in the morning. That that's what I do anyways. Except it's an emergency. And I know if it's an emergency, my manager will call me for me. I think another one that, you know, trips me is the fact that some people don't take vacation days and then that's you know, sometimes they, even, they even you know there's some companies that we even like they encourage that kind of behavior where they're like well we want to um congratulate this person they were on vacation but they came out of they they climbed to the to the, the mountain of our mount everest just to be able to answer this customer query and deal with the situation you i know, was at work like one that. day and i was in one um i was in one kind of like meeting not meeting. You know how offices, our offices have all these weird meetings every now and then. It's not really about work, but it's just about like random stuff. Anyways, I was in one of those and someone was talking about, you know, you know, good employee, yada, yada, yada. Someone was on vacation with his family. He had to climb up one small mountain in the area for reception to do this. And I'm like, and you're proud of that. You're proud that you called a man on vacation with his family to climb on top of mountain. That's the example you're coming in here to give us. Like you're <laughs> proud. We should emulate that person. Yeah, don't do it. Take your vacation days, people. Alrighty, so Adriel, question for you. We, I know we've you know touched a bit about this. Actually, what before we the... move on from there, I just wanted to add one more thing. Oh yeah. Um, for like setting boundaries on like technology and stuff and social media, like how you use social media. Um, I want to refer you guys to an earlier episode in season two that is titled "Social Media in Everyday Life." We talked about like dealing with social media and how to handle you know, the uh, the pool of social media. So if you want more examples on like maybe how you can set boundaries, how you can be better when handling technology, social media and stuff like that, go listen to that episode. Yeah, so Aisha, what's your question? Awesome. So people, oh, my question to you, Drew, is um, what are the ways we can, like our listeners can, you know, go about setting a boundary because you know when people set boundaries it doesn't mean like you know you can be heartless like sometimes you'll feel bad sometimes you'll be like oh i wish i wish i like i want to do this but i know like i'm going to be putting myself in a deeper shit if i don't set this boundary uh but how do how do people you know get encouraged to set a boundary okay so there are four simple steps that i found on um positive psychology to website um step one I is defined, which is for um you have to identify what your desired boundary is, right? So what is that thing that is keeping you up at night? What is that boundary that people keep? Um, what is that boundary you are missing that would help your help you have a a better life, right? So 
Step one, define. So that is identify the desired boundary. Step two, communicate. Say what you need. I, that, so basically communicate the boundary to the person or the people that you need that boundary for. So step one, you identify it. Step two, you communicate the said boundary. Step three, stay simple. So keep it simple. When you are communicating it, don't over explain. Don't start. We have already touched about this before. Like Aisha said, no, it's a complete sentence. You have already touched about it before. You don't have to over explain like, oh, so the, the reason I'm setting this up is because every time you do it, I have a don't headache. Be and then don't be, because don't do too much. No, mm-hmm. this is my boundary. And this is, this is what I need you to do in regards to this boundary. End of story. You don't need to say too much. And step number four is set consequences. So set, setting consequences, like we discussed before, is that when you set a boundary, you're saying, oh, if you, if you don't, if you, uh, push this boundary, if you do what you're, if you violate my boundary, I think that's the word I was looking for. If you violate my boundary, this is the consequence for that. Okay. I don't need you. For example, you say, um, let's say someone, you have a family member that is always calling you and asking you when you're going to get married. You could say, Hey, I would prefer not to talk about this again. I will get married when I will get married. If you keep asking me this question, I will have to stop picking your calls. That's Actually, let me let me do one example. Let me see mm-hmm. if I understand you clearly. Okay. So I so to uh, to define, I've identified that I usually get broke before the end of the month, and like I don't know what I'm doing. My, like I know where my money is going. Um, I've identified that it's because I'm always bailing a family member out. So I've identified that. The problem is with my finances and a particular family member. So how do I communicate it? So when somebody comes and asks, when that same person comes and asks me for another bailout for that money, I would just say, no, I, sorry, I can't uh, give you that money. Just state, I just state it simply. Um, I don't need, I don't need to say, oh, I can't exactly, I can't, I don't have to say, oh, um, because I want to pay my rent and last time I don't have money for food, you know, I just have to say, oh, sorry, I don't, I don't have the money to give you. I don't have the money um, to give you. End of story. Maybe that's it. I don't have it. True. And then if you even decide to borrow maybe a more trusted family member money in another regard, he's saying, I'm giving you this $10 and I expect that in two weeks you return my money. If you don't give me back $10, I will know that I can't trust you. And then I will stop. I won't borrow you any money. That is a consequence. That is exactly. a consequence. That's it. Okay. Yep. So I understand it. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's exactly it. Okay. Yeah. You don't, yeah. You don't need to set a boundary. I'll come, I'll come and run it by you. steps. We should do that. I will run mine by you to say, actually, this person is trying me. <laughs> <laughs> it's always nice to bounce ideas off of each other. Yeah. Right? Like, can I I, yeah. Yeah. You should always like be assertive with your, with your boundary. Always respect your own boundaries. Res- you should respect because if you don't respect your boundary, someone else will not respect it. For example, say using Aisha as an example now, you say, "Oh, if I, I if I give you this ten dollars now, you have to pay me back in two weeks, and if you don't pay me back in two weeks, I can't give you this money anymore." Let's say this person doesn't pay back until let let's even say if the person pays back at all, the person pays back six months later. Then in a year, the person comes back and says, "Hey, um, can you, you give me ten dollars?" And you give if them- you give the person that ten dollars again, you have disrespected your own boundary. So of course the person doesn't take you seriously. But if when that person returned the money or say the person did not even pay you back that ten dollars, and the person comes back in two months and say, "Hey, can you give me ten dollars?" and you say, uh, "No, I can't." Why? Because I don't want you. 
the person would know that, oh, okay, so you're serious about this thing that you said. Because sometimes people pretend like they didn't hear you, but they, mm. we always hear you. We always, you, you know, want to test we listen, you. but we need to test you. Can they don't want to test it? you or we just disregard you completely. Like, mm, what's this one saying? I beg you have it. I will come back. Like all this one you're saying is bans, right? I'll come back and ask you for this money. But when you enforce your boundary, when you set the consequence and you stick by it, like, oh, I told you that if you do this, this is what will happen. And this is what's going to happen now. It means that next time on a different issue, when you set a boundary, that person will have to respect it because they'll be like, mm, don't go to Aisha. Uh, Aisha, if Aisha, if you're going to ask Aisha for $10, uh, you have to give her in two weeks. So if not, hmm, if not, you join her black book, she will not answer you again. Then are, you have set that precedence that people would not have to follow. Actually, you know that people, some people actually also will try to make you feel bad. Like a, a simple example could be, uh, oh, like you know, even giving the same example is like ah, but why don't you want to give me money? It's not fair. Once it don't make you, I try to make you feel bad. You need to call it out. One of the ways you can do is be assertive, state your boundary again, and then call it out. Are you trying to make me feel bad for setting this boundary? Like call some people think they can get away with it. Some yeah, sometimes people when don't you like call to them out on it, they don't stuff. want to be exactly. Once you call it out, they'll be like, oh my gosh, okay, okay, okay. No, I'm not trying to make you feel bad. I'm just saying, no, you're trying to make me feel bad. Like, telling you what I need, but you're trying to make me feel bad because of your own selfish interest. How is that fair? Exactly. So just to wrap this up, um, set your boundaries. We said a lot. If if the only thing you take out of this is how to set your boundaries, that's something. Define, communicate, stay simple, set consequence. Those are the four steps to set a boundary. You can start simple, start with something very simple, maybe start with a stranger and then work your way up to setting yeah, boundaries like with friends, with shoes family. Inside the house, you know, that's a Simple, boundary. start with something small and then you start gaining confidence and you can able to, you'll be able to do it for the big things. And, you know, it's, it's scary. It's, uh, it could be difficult. It's a difficult conversation, but you just have to power through it because at the end of the day, it's for your well-being, it's for your mental health, it will help you live a, a stress-free life, honestly. You have to set those boundaries. So honor and respect your boundaries and remind people and be assertive when your boundaries have been crossed. And on that note, guys, thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you've gotten one or two things from it. Hit us up on our social media. We are we are at Rogue on Learning on all platforms. Um, send us an email at contact at roganlearning.com. Send us your stories, success stories, anything you want to share. We'll share it on the podcast. We'll keep you anonymous. Thank you so much. Give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcast, and we'll see you on the next one. Bye. Bye.